안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Today, I'd like to talk. Uh, I'd like to talk about realizing the uh, true love movement through the power of women from True Mother's Anthology, uh, Volume Two. Let's study. Realizing the true love movement through the power of women. I would like to extend my sincere congratulations to those of you from Korea and Japan who have put aside the most diff the difficult past and through God's true love have come to this meaningful bridge of peace ceremony, which marks the beginning of a new era of harmony and cooperation. If we are to look at the sorrowful history between these two nations, we would first have to find the root cause of humankind's struggle. Humankind's first ancestors, Adam and Eve, were supposed to have become the true parents and the origin of true love, true life, and true lineage. However, they fell, and that is how human beings today who are the descendants of Adam and Eve, have come to live in the midst of evil and conflict. The conflicts between individuals and nations, as well as conflicts between religions and ideological disputes, are also as a result of the fall. God's providence of salvation is to realize the ideal of creation by finding and establishing the true parents. The, re the reason Reverend Samyang Moon and I, as the true parents, have been spreading the true love movement is also to achieve reconciliation and unification, which is the purpose of creation. Until now, men did not know the original value of creation, and therefore, women were not treated properly, and for a long time have had to bear the agony of gender discrimination. Now, for the first time in history, we are ushering in the women's era. Is it possible to have a peaceful world when women who make up half of the human race are being denied their human rights? Therefore, from now on, we have to change this false way of thinking that discriminates against women and the women's role in society has to expand. Institutions in all areas, such as politics, law, economics, and society that discriminates against women because of their gender must be transformed. Thank you. Trumado spoke about the Korea, Japan, we, uh, women's bridge of peace ceremony. And, we'll, uh, and we will take some time to discover its meaning through True Father's Word. Let's study. The proclamation of the liberation of all women took place through the Korea-Japan Women's Bridge of Peace Ceremony. On April 10, 1992, Mother was finally established next to True Father. We have entered an era where we can face God without falling beyond the top of the growth stage. So with this conference, 
this historical transition period must come when blessed families and worldwide humanity can go beyond the country and walk one path. Therefore, the proclamation of the liberation of all women is taking place through the first, second, and third Bridge of Peace ceremonies that connect the women of Japan, the Eve Nation, and the women of Korea, the Adam Nation. This is not the kind of liberation where American women claim to be better than men while advocating gender equality. Now, our women must also grow up proudly. Only then will they be able to stand relatively in an equal position as men with respect to God. Wow. On April 10, 1992, true parents proclaimed the era of women's liberation in earnest, centering on the establishment of Women's Federation for World Peace. Centering on this inauguration, true father put true mother on an equal footing beside him and proclaimed that we have entered an era where we can face God without falling on the world level beyond the top of the cross stage. Wow, I, I again realized that the proclamation, establishment of the Women Federation for World Peace, this is incredible meaning. You know, entire level of women really uh, reach the top of the cross stage. And then father proclaimed the women's liberation centering on Women Federation for World Peace. Through parents proclaimed that the era of the liberation of all women was coming in earnest by conducting the first, the second, and third bridge of peace ceremonies that connect the women of Japan and even nation as the women of Korea, the Adam nation. One more slide. The sisterhood relationship is a movement for women's liberation and unification of women in the heavenly and earthly worlds. This sisterhood relationship is precious. This is a movement that unites the world across borders. Even in the spirit world, the sisterhood relationship will settle the misery caused by women. Because the women fell first, the entire spirit world was divided. Sex were formed and walls were created. However, through this sisterhood relationship, liberation on earth is taking place. Based on all the principles of restoration through indemnity, true parents are rallying for women's liberation and unifying women in this heavenly world and the earthly world. The angelic world cannot oppose this. Do you understand what I mean? The satanic world has no way of stopping true parents from forming a national organization centering on women who have been liberated from the top of the growth stage. If they try to stop it, their country and its male-dominated leadership until now will gradually collapse. That's why you have to keep doing this.
Aju, Amen. The sisterhood is a movement that unites the world across borders. Even in the spiritual world, this sisterhood relationship will settle the misery caused by women. The sisterhood relationship restored the spiritual world and uh, that was broken up with sex, uh, sects and the walls. And women's liberation began in honest honors. This uh, the sisterhood uh, relationship become a movement for women's liberation and unite women in the heavenly world and the earthly world. I think WFWP really, not just only this is one of the event, I think we need to organize this kind of a sisterhood ceremony, have it to become one of the movement, really reconciliation, you know? We need to carry on this kind of a sisterhood ceremony in each state, and then we can invite political women and NGO women and religious women and with our Japanese members, our members together, and they can have the sisterhood ceremony. And then after that, we educate them. What the principle of the peace? I think this is really one of the great, great strategy, how to connect to the people politically and religiously and even NGO groups. All the true patterns show very clearly how can we embrace each other? I can feel that now is really out of the woman. Women really have to, have to take ownership and educate even men. And men's leadership is very much archangel-styled leadership, very much subjugating. And there are all kinds of discrimination. That's why father is really pushing. Women have to take ownership. Uh, men have to say like that more than women, then everybody understand. I think all the uh, women, I think, need to appreciate Dr. Young, I, how much I promote the <laughs> value of a woman. A living divine principle, and today again talk about uh, about uh, adultery. Let's just start. The illicit sexual act between the angel and the human beings. We have explained that both the angel and the human beings fell due to illicit sexual love. Human beings and angels are the only spiritual beings in the universe who are capable of having love relationships. We can deduce that the illicit sexual relationship must have involved the angel and human beings. Jesus said in John 8, 44, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. <clears throat> Since the devil is identified as Satan in Revelation 12, 9, we can assert that human beings are descendants of Satan, the ancient serpent who tempted human beings. What we clearly need to know to the studying the fall is that because of the fall of Adam and Eve, our father is not God. We came from Satan's lineage, Satan the devil. We need to know that. As a result, fallen man 
fallen human beings always want to do the desire of Satan, the devil. Am I correct, my brothers? That's why here, John chapter 8, verse 44 says, You are of your father, devil, not God. That's why, you know, to become God's sons and daughters from the devil, the, the, the Satan's children, need to change blood lineage. That is the blessing. Without receiving the blessing, we cannot change our blood lineage. That's why blessing is one of the greatest really gifts given by our true parents and heavenly God. Heavenly God. Let's study the Father's word. Have a solid subjectivity. I've been trying in order for you to set the indemnity conditions for a new blessing and a new family and for me to carry the heavy burden instead of you. But if you violate a heavenly law, even though I myself have fulfilled my responsibilities so far, the sin is very frightful to pass on for more than 300 years. If ever someone having insisted what is based on the realm of heart in the unification church has a love affair, gets married and has a child, then who can be responsible for that person exceeding the limit of the principle? God is not. An obscene act or an adultery was to be controlled by the stone-killing punishment in the Old Testament age. What about more than that? Wow, really scary. True parents set unimaginable indemnity condition in order to give the blessing. That is the salvation of humankind and create a standard of victory. True parents said, if the blessed family violated the heavenly law, despite the tremendous indemnity, true parents made made to give the blessing, that sin is a dreadful thing that can pass on to several tens of generations. True Father also said, if you say that you have a relationship on your own terms, get married and have children, who will take responsibility for you beyond the limits of the principle? Even God is not responsible. In the Old Testament, the sin of the fornication or adultery were punished by being stoned to death. Wow. In the last day, if you know the principle and still fall, what will be the punishment beyond being stoned? Father said, you need to die more, more, more miserable than Old Testament era. We need to know that true parents are deeply saddened by such actions and must pay indemnity again and give <clears throat> holy wine in order to forgive these sins once more. Do you know the punishment of, for those who committed adultery in the Old Testament age? Let's look once again at the punishment of the for fornication in the Bible. How, you know, how much serious it is. Let's start. 
penalties for disobeying God's laws, penalties for fornication. Leviticus chapter 20, verses 10 to 14. If any of you men have sex with another man's wife, both you and the woman will be put to death. Having sex with one of your father's wives disgraces him. So both you and the woman will be put to death just as you deserve. It isn't natural to have sex with your daughter-in-law and both of you will be put to death just as you deserve. It's disgusting for men to have sex with one another and those who do will be put to death just as they deserve. It isn't natural for a man to marry both a mother and her daughter. And so all three of them will be burnt to death. You're, you're talking about here, 13, okay, verse 13. It's disgusting for men to have sex with one another. What is that? Homosexual, lesbian. And those who do will be put to the death just as they deserve. Oh my goodness. Next. Uh, um, Leviticus chapter 20, verses 15 to 21. If any of you have sex with an animal, both you and the animal will be put to death just as you deserve. If you marry one of your sisters, you will be punished and the two of you will be disgraced by being openly forced out of the community. If you have sex with a woman during her monthly period, both you and the woman will be cut off from the people of Israel. The sisters of your father and mother are your own relatives, and you will be punished for having sex with any of them. If you have sex with your uncle's wife, neither you nor she will ever have any children. And if you marry your sister-in-law, neither of you will ever have any children. Do you know how Heavenly Father raised up Israel people as a chosen people? That's why seriously educate them to keep purity. That's why here talking about the penalties for disobeying God's law, which is a penalties for fornication. Wow. New Testament era, now computer Testament era, more serious than, should be serious than Old Testament era, New Testament era. We are blessed family, my brothers and sisters. Next. Lewdness perishes if it expands. Satan the devil knew what God and Adam and Eve talked about in detail. The angel committed the sin then it matters what kind of sin the angel committed. According to Jude 1.6, it says that the angels were abandoned in their own home. These he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. The angel committed the sin of adultery. Therefore, we can find so many biblical expressions that say, Satan is the God of lewd acts. That's why God has the most hatred when lewdness expands. So Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed by God for their expanded lewdness. Many parts 
uh, in the Bible point out that Satan is the god of fornication. Do you know what the Satan's reality? Satan is the god of fornication. God hates it the most when fornication expands. So God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah because of the expansion of their sexual immorality. If fornication expands on an individual level, everything will not work out. Whatever you do, something, you, you know, you have the spirit of the food of the fornication, everything will not work out. Very strange. You know, no fortune there, no God there. And they're struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling, always feel the pain of conscience. No one can have anyone commit sin, anyone have the spirit of the fool of the fornication. Always you feel the pain of conscience all the time. How can we deny this reality? Cannot deny this reality. Because your conscience is a root of, you know, the you know, the root of God. And you eventually will come to ruin. If sexual immorality occurs in the family, your children will be ruined. The father said, I am not talking about. Oh, Dr. Young's word is very much judgmental. No. You see just now, Old Testament. You look at true fathers about the word. You, you see about Jesus' word. I'm talking to you reality. We are fighting with fornication, invisible Satan fornication. If a country is lewd, it will perish. Therefore, the punishment of fornication is the most frightening. This is because of fornication is a violation of God's heart and lineage. Therefore, the way to protect individual and family and country is to carry out the movement for absolute purity. The fight against sexual immorality is scarier, very scarier, scarier than World, uh, world War I and World War II. In the end, World War III is a fight against sexual immorality. We must know that. Satan's greatest weapon is fornication. Today's youth ministry, why religious rituals and systems exist? This is a very important guidance. Please, my brothers and sisters, listen carefully. Let's just start. The true reason for prayer, jansang, and worship the believer's own responsibility is important. For whom do you pray and offer Jansan? One morning during the worship service, I asked an elder, why did you come to the worship service? He replied, I do it for God. So I asked again. Then when a grandmother asks for grandchildren to greet her, is it because she wants to be greeted? Or is she doing it for their education? He said, she does it for their education. I asked, then, is God telling us to attend worship service for our sake? Or is it because God wants to receive it? 
After saying this, the elder said that he realized that the reason for worship was for himself. Everyone, do you go to worship today because of God? Or are you going for yourself? Also, is it because God wants us to have a heart to honor him? Or is it because you will be happier if you have that heart to honor him? You should know that everything is education to make you a true person. Yeah, it's very important guidance. The believer's own responsibility is so important. You need to know that your prayers and jongsong are ultimately needed for your own growth and completion, not for anyone else's sake. Looking closer, the purpose of the bowing to or worshiping God is not because of God wants to receive it. In fact, God does not care whether we bow to him or not. You should know that all of that is education to make you to make you a true person. You need to know that every education and training or ritual is not there for itself, but to grow you, let you become true man or true woman, let you become man of true love. This is the main purpose. That's why everything is for my growth. Everything is for me, right? Next. Why religious rituals and systems exist? All religious rituals and systems are ultimately necessary to make me a person of love. However, if the rituals and systems themselves become the subject and I participate in it conditionally, it has nothing to do with my growth. Other religions value rituals, systems, and traditions more than people. Christians today often use the phrase for Jesus and due to the merits of the cross. So they try to obey all that cause, cause without evoking their heart. But actually, all of this is for their own growth, but they can't realize that. The rituals and systems are not the subject. You are the subject of rituals and systems to grow yourself into a true person. However, however, no one knows this and just tries to follow externally because they think they do it for God's law. It is far from their hearts. Yeah. The ultimate purpose of all religious rituals and system is to make me a true person. The process of becoming true man is the, is the process of becoming a holy second God. If anyone uh, sets uh, the ritual and system itself as the subject and participate conditionally, they will be participating hypocrisy hypocrisy. This is because it has nothing to do with my heart and my growth. Other religions value rituals and systems and tradition more than people and their growth. Since they think of them as a subject, they don't evoke their heart and only look good outwardly. 
rather than rituals and system being the subject, I must become their, uh, their subject. Therefore, I have to put my heart into it, have a sense of ownership and do it voluntarily. If I am afraid of God's law and obey it compulsorily or conditionally, God's law becomes the subject and my heart becomes the object. So it, so it is far from my growth and my, my heart. Which one is the subject? Which one is the object? Ritual and system cannot be subject. I am the one who has to be subject. I'm the, I'm the one who utilizes ritualism and system. I need to become perfect being. I have to become perfect man. I am the have to become man of true love. But many people think that church tradition and rituals and system become subject and we are become like object. What? That's why subject and object become really completely, completely opposite. And then everybody just attend any worships and rituals and by, 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 by force or like, uh, you know, not willingly. That's the problem. We need to know that all rituals and system and tradition, for what purpose? Let me grow up and become man of true love. That's why I have to take ownership. Next. Why we obey the law. When you cross the street, what is the reason for the traffic light turning red? Is it for the signal's sake? Or is it to protect you? You obey traffic signals to protect yourself. Traffic lights are there to get you to your destination safely and comfortably. But if I don't think about that and think I'm busy, why did that darn red light go on and go past it? An accident will occur. The red light appeared for you. So if you think it has nothing to do with you, you will have an accident. Therefore, it is important to know for sure that the law exists to protect you, not for the law itself. For whom do you come to worship on Sunday? Is it for the pastor of that church or is it for you? The Jews thought that observing rituals and worship on the Sabbath day was important because the Sabbath was holy. To the Jews who believed in such a notion, Jesus seemed arrogant to heal diseases and work on the Sabbath. So Jesus called them blasphemous. Wow. For what purpose do traffic signals exist? Is it because of that signal or is it to protect you? Traffic signals exist for you. Traffic signals is not the subject. You are the one who have to be subject. That's why you need to uh, follow voluntarily, happily, because these traffic signals, signals, uh, signals uh, exist for me, protect for me. Therefore, you should know that traffic law exists to protect you, not for the traffic laws themselves. When the subject and object are confused, People cannot have a, a proper sense of the ownership and are controlled by the environment. For whom do you come to worship on Sunday? 
It is because of the pastor. Oh, pastor is very good. I need to praise him, you know. Huh? I need to show my face. Oh, not, uh, not because of the Sabbath itself. is precious. And not because of God. You must know that all of this exists to make you a true person who possesses true love. Therefore, the attitude toward worship and should be knowing that the rituals and uh, what is that? A procedure of worship summons and prays all exist for my growth. I must have the heart of the gratitude to God and the, the pastor who prepare everything for me. Therefore, when I attend service, I must not forget that I am the main guy. I am the main character. In that sense, the Sabbath is not the subject. You are the subject of the Sabbath. And you must actively and voluntarily take ownership of it. For this reason, whenever we recite the family pledge, we use the uh, uh, what is that? phase. Our family, the owner of the Chanegu. Our family, the owner of the Chanegu. Our family, the owner of the Chanegu. At the beginning of each pledge, as I am the owner, I must participate in everything with a sense of the ownership and voluntarily heart. Otherwise, I become just a spectator, just a tourist or a servant. Next. Why God set laws and systems? What we need to know through the principle is that God created laws and systems in order to grow human beings, not center on the systems and laws themselves. That's why you shouldn't do rituals for the sake of rituals. The rituals, systems, and laws exist for you. So do not be hypocritical, but do it from your heart. Do not do it reluctantly because it's unavoidable. Do not do it formally. Do it voluntarily and from your heart. This is what the principle teaches. When a mother tells the children to eat, it is not because she wants to eat, but because they are hungry. When the mom sees the children and tells them to eat and the children reply, mom, I finished eating, she will say, oh my, good job, you did well. But when she looks at the children and says, eat, eat, they think they eat because of their mother. Yeah. <laughs> What we need to know uh, uh, that, through the principle is that God created laws and system in order to grow human beings not centered on system and law themselves, right? That's why you shouldn't do rituals for the sake of rituals. If rituals and systems and laws exist for you, so do not be hypocritical, but do it from your heart. If rituals and system become subject, I'm the object I just follow. There's no volunteer heart, no join happily, but opposite I am the subject. This ritual exists for me. This system exists for me. Sunday service exists for me. 
pass the prepare someone for the for the sake of for the sake of me if you have that kind of the ownership wow automatically your volunteer heart comes out in anything i do if i did not do it from my heart if, if i become slave to the ritual and system therefore know that anytime you do not act from your heart you become the slave to the ritual and system itself. The attitude of the servant is always passive. So it has no relation with one's spiritual growth, my brothers and sisters. Today we learned a very important thing. You need to think that everything for my growth, for law and principle, everything for my growth, for the sake of me, that's why I have to take ownership. I have to become owner of the Torah, voluntarily, happily, joyfully, gratefully. That's the, that, that, that's the reason why I have to be grateful. Why I have to be take ownership? Right, my brothers and sisters? Today is very important guidance. Today, I, I talk about why religious rituals and system exist. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Young. Like this teaching is really liberating. We all of us are comforted to know that our, our leader is so clear <laughs> about this point and uh, so many others you shared today. Uh, for our living testimony on witnessing, we have uh, Mary Helen Robles, pastor of No Folk. Virginia, and she'll share on her experience with campus witnessing. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, what a pleasure and honor it is to be able to. Hey, Mary Helen, beautiful Hi, lady. Yeah. Oh, it's great to be here. I am. I'm so excited to be able to share, and I am so moved that my witnessing partner. Nobuko P. Moeller opened in prayer this morning. Yes, she's uh, my partner. And uh, we go to the uh, Old Dominion University in Norfolk. My other spiritual daughter says, you should say Norfolk, <laughs> but I have trouble. Anyway, so we go there. And um, yes, I started uh, last year, the end of May, and end of May, about two weeks before school was out, um, I got started witnessing on Old, Old Dominion University. It's a lovely campus. I'm sorry I didn't get some pictures sent in about uh, how pretty the campus is, but we have a special spot there that we go to, and it's a bench. The, the first, It's right next to a main thoroughfare where students walk. And uh, so we um, just kind of get in the middle of the flow and stop someone or, you know, do you have a moment or hi or you know, whatever it is, you know, we greet them. And um, I have my trusty little um, survey here that I take and I introduce it myself as I'm with the Family Federation for World Peace and Unification. And we're focusing on, you know, certain aspects towards building peace and uh, then I refer to that you know we've had we've had a carp a collegiate 
uh, Association for the Research of Principles, you know, on this campus in the past, and we're liking would like to get that started again. But if you have a few moments, and uh, we go, I go over the questions with them, and I get a sense of where they're at. And uh, I was so unbelievably blessed. I think it was literally the first day, maybe the second day, I met this wonderful uh, student just uh, slowly walking up the sidewalk and uh, somehow he was the one that I stopped and um, we started to talk and then Nobuko said, why don't you come and sit down, you know? So he kept, sat down on the bench with us and we just talked some more and went over these things. And ultimately then I got his uh, name and his phone number and his address and email and all those essential things and set up a time for us to study. And this individual, he has been absolutely so loyal. He <laughs> didn't send me up once. A lot of times they say, yes, you go and but they don't show. And uh, well, that gives you time to, to witness to somebody else. So, uh, but um, I have a, for, because um, Dr. Uh, Reverend Russell, our state leader had um, a program that sponsored CARP or wanted to present the ideals of CARP and Hiro Kamata gave us a wonderful program. We had the opportunity to invite our guests that had studied some principle to participate in this program. And so my student, um, Noah, was willing to participate. He is actually a sophomore. He will explain that too. I have a clip that we're going to show a clip in just a moment. But he is a sophomore and uh, at, at ODU. But when I met him, it was a, a freshman just finishing up. And uh, we studied divine principle over the summer, actually through Zoom, because we only had two weeks to get started, two sessions to get started. But he was very willing to study every week, uh, um, reading the divine principle principle together over the summer. So uh, I think at this point, I will go ahead and uh, turn it over to Noah or to our staff to pull up that clip. Thanks for uh, introducing me. Uh, I'm Noah. As Mary said, I'm a sophomore. I attend uh, Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. And um, throughout uh, the end of last semester and the summer, um, me and Mary, we went through uh, the divine principle, as she said, you know, the the blue and uh, red parts. And I actually, um, I learned a lot um, when reading those. And it actually helped, um, I just make a lot of things about my own religious beliefs kind of become more clear because, um, you know, and we're reading uh, Reverend Moon's autobiography right now, uh, which is awesome to just see the things that he did. Uh, it's kind of unbelievable reading it. Um, but just like the, the questions he asked when he was alive and the answers he seeked um, just kind of were like questions that I think a lot of people had at the time. Um, but, you know, Reverend Moon was the one to receive those answers. Um, and they just kind of like helped make a lot more things clear in religion because there are questions I had myself, you know, um, you know, why is this happening? Uh, why do uh, certain bad things keep happening? And uh, the principles address that and kind of make an understanding of, um, you know, our relationship with God is important. Uh, relationship with, uh, you know, our family is also important. And it kind of lays those foundations to kind of just, um, you know, establish a better faith in my, uh, my opinion. And I think I've become a, 
a stronger Christian after reading those uh, principles. Um, yeah, does anyone have any questions for me regarding uh, my studies or anything? Oh, hi, Noah, it's so good to have you. Uh, first time meeting you in person on Zoom. Uh, here's my question to you. Um, from your studies, um, what what kind of grabbed you? Like, you know, one or two things that really grabbed you that you felt was very good, that you learned, that stuck with you. Um, tell us, please, uh -huh, what do you think? One or two things. Yeah, it's the, uh, the compensations, like the uh, horizontal and vertical kind of like repayments of the sins we did uh, mm -hmm. definitely grabbed me because when we were reading them, you know, just kind of like, you know, the same kind of situations happen over and over again and explain, you know, you get three tries and God's, you know, trying to win us over. And uh, even though like, I, you know, you fail in one way, you know, God's still fighting and, you know, there's always options, but three's the, the number of attempts. And uh, just look at the timeline that was in the book. It, uh, it blew my mind to see just like, there's no way those are coincidences, the time periods, you know, in, you know, matching up that well. Mm -hmm. Wow, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. More questions, but another time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Very good, very good. Thank you. Yes, so that's Noah. We've been on this journey now together, and uh, I'm so uh, um, amazed by his loyalty and his faith. And uh, yeah, I just realized, you know, you have to really love the people. Every time I see Noah, I think the first time I had a piece of candy in my purse and I pulled it out and it had thank you on it. So I would give him this piece of candy every time, you know, we had a chance to meet. Now I take some other more nutritional things like a, a, an energy bar or a brain bar or something and I give him something at the end of our, our uh, meeting. And uh, it's just, I think uh, it's the joy, the joy of, getting to meet people. And I, ha I have two other students, uh, a young lady and, and, and another a senior in marine biology that have also started to, to read. But uh, it's not my, their schedule, my schedule, we constantly have to adjust it. But I'm so, uh, I realize, you know, from what Dr. Young said today, you know, it's all this, yes, is, is for our own personal growth also to deepen my own heart, to really reach out and find the children that God has prepared. You know, it's just amazing to find them and, and to have this time with them. And his history, Noah's history is very amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm just so grateful to have met him and I look forward to the day I can meet his family. And uh, so, oh. Oh. yes. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Wow. Mary Helen, you are so young because you love people so much. Wow. This is the reason how we're getting more younger and younger and younger. Love people and yes. save people. That's it. Thank That's you, it. Mary Helen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Mary. And I think all of us are very hopeful and we all want to share that testimony. We all want to have those tears like you just shared now and that joy of, uh, and Noah, my God, his main point was like restoration. That's, that's, that's awesome. 